Hi, this is Sean Cahill, and you're listening to That UFO Podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome back to That UFO Podcast. It's a breaking news pod, and joining me isn't Dan, as he is busy with the Phenomenology season finale premiere right now, very fancy. Um, I have Graham Rendell, colleague and friend from UAP Media, joining me for this one. How are we, Graham? Hi Andy, I'm fine, how are you doing? I am good. I am just off of an interview with John Greenwald and at the end of this you're going to hear, this is only going to be 5, 10, 15 minutes, we don't know yet, we're just going to go for it. Um, You'll hear John Greenwald's thoughts on the Calvine photograph which has been officially dropped and released um, today as we discuss this. It's the 12th of August 2022. Now Calvine Graham is, is a topic, you know your history and this isn't even going back too far for what you know. But Calvine is an incident that happened in 1990, I believe, uh, northwest of Scotland. Is that correct? Fourth uh, of August 1990, and you're more looking in the Central Highlands, so it's just like north of Perth uh, by right. about sort of 30 miles. Uh, so it's not quite the Highlands. It's, sorry, not quite the northwest of Scotland. It's more that it's more just north of the Central Belt kind of area. So there we go. I was I was close. I was within a several hundred miles, uh, <laughs> 500 miles and 500 more. However, the the event itself's been kind of mythical, hasn't it? In terms of one, Nick Pope has made quite a career discussing this photograph as part of it. Um, it's been famed for a long time that some gents uh, on a, a walking trip, shall we say, as there are many stories that go, uh, saw a diamond-shaped craft, took a photo of it. It was being escorted, pursued, whatever it may have been, by a a fighter jet or, or a jet of some sort and they were just in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the right time however you want to say it and this photograph has never surfaced it's been now 32 years and we saw the negatives of it recently which showed the the kind of shadows and outline of, of what the objects may be um, but our colleagues at UAP Media uh, Dr David Clark and Vinnie Adams of Disclosure Team both of them you've heard on here uh, along with a few other people, have managed to get a copy of the actual photograph, haven't they, Graham, and release that in public? Yeah, that's right. I mean, there were six images taken, apparently, at the time, and they were they were passed eventually to the Ministry of Defence, um, who then say they sent them back to the, the, the people, the, the Daily Record, who, who they got them from. But, you know, they say they never got them. Uh, they never got them from the MOD. Um, it, the, there weren't actually a ne- it wasn't actually a negative that appeared in, in the MOD files. It was a, a line drawing, which I believe was a copy of a line drawing, which was done for comparison and measurement purposes, mm-hmm. and also, um, you know, sort of image analysis. And that was done from a negative. So that, that's where the negative comes in. But, you know, th- those apparently had gone missing. And for, say, 30 two years it's been a mystery as to whether they still exist and obviously now that mystery has been solved one of the images was uh, kept by um the press officer who, who was a liaison between um you know the rf um and um and so the daily record and the mod uh, and he somehow retained one of these six images at least and that's the one that surfaced so, Graham, uh, describe for us what we're seeing in the image. And if you've seen the CGI recreation that is often shared by Nick Pope of the, the photograph, it's pretty close, isn't it, uh, as to what people have seen? It's pretty close apart from the the, the, jo- the, the hills in the background because you don't see those on the image. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, 
unless of course it's a really bad day and we're just looking at a very uniform grey sky, in the actual image itself, when you see it, you'll see a line of fence posts along the bottom and then on the top you'll see um, some foliage. So it's clearly been taken from just in the vicinity of some trees and I believe the story is that the the witnesses actually hid in the trees to start with and then sort of popped out to take the pictures. Um, So that that explains that. And then you've got this diamond-shaped craft in the distance. We can't tell how far away it is because we don't know what type of craft is, therefore we don't know the dimensions in terms of size. And then also what looks to be, but it, again, it could be it could be a huge craft and this aircraft is actually you know closer to the camera or it could be much further away. So it, it, there's some questions there, but it's against a, a fairly uniform gray sky with a, a few variations of cloud. Uh, but that's it. But when you see the recreation that Nick Pope said he had up on his on his wall in um, in the Secretariat office, then that re- recreation has kind of hills and mountains in the background. You don't see those in the image. I think as well, in terms of the image, I've seen already some folks online saying because of the angle, we're looking at it flush on from the side almost, that you wouldn't be able to see any wings. Or I think you can look at the image and it's pretty clear that if there were wings on this object, they would have been tiny. Um, Witness testimony is that the objects apparently was there for around 10 minutes, going quite silent and, and almost hovering and then shot off into the sky at quite a pace. Is that that correct, Graham? Yeah, the, the, the witnesses don't mention wings of any description. They All they say was it was a diamond-shaped craft. And you know, you have to, we'll have to believe them that they were watching it, as you say, for about 10 minutes before it, it shot vertically in the, into the air and disappeared. Is that so, a fair point? You're, you're a bit of an aviation buff and an aviation expert if your, your back catalogue of, of books is anything to go by. Is it fair to say that the object may have had wings? And well, because if they of the did... Angle, if they did, they were very thin or very small or both. So because they cut, they're not really detectable on the image. Um, some people have tried to say, well, look, this could be the hopeless diamond, the um, the F117 um, sort of prototype or, or you know, one of the really early prototypes uh, seen from maybe above um, or, or from the side. Well, it has a certain resemblance, but not much of a one. Um, so the, you know, people have put forward various things um, over the months and years to try and explain this thing away, but none of them are really very satisfactory, um, and they don't really match anything that that we know of. Um, so it, it, we're still sort of shooting a bit in the dark, really, as to work out what this thing is. Now, I don't want to go into the story too much in terms of how this has come out. I'm going to put the links in the description of the article, and I think it's best placed that Vinny and David Clark, when they record their podcast, um, get to share that story. So we'll leave that up to them, and people should go check out the articles as well through uapmedia.uk. In your opinion, Graham, what does this image add to the Calvine story? And also, I'm going to press you, as much as you don't like to speculate, what could we be looking at here? Well, in terms of what it adds, I mean, we're no longer relying on this crude black and white, effectively photocopied line drawing, um, which, you know, it, it was it looked blurred, it looked cartoonish even. Uh, it, it didn't really give anybody anything just beyond a, a vague idea of what was being seen along with the witness statement. So we now actually have the image. It's something tangible. It's something that has been rumoured for a long time to exist, and now we finally have one. So people can do, you know, work their magic with uh, with image analysis and all the rest of it. People who are much more better than you know me than looking at, at pictures to try and determine what's going on. So they can have a field day with this. Um, so, yeah, so that, that's, you know, really where that comes from. Um, 
but what is it? Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't like to speculate, as you say, and I know you're going to push me because you do this. Do and know, to be fair uh, to Graham, I've I've sat beside Graham for coffees, and he won't speculate on things, and it's very frustrating. So, but go on, Graham. <laughs> I mean, there's two schools of thought. There's two schools of thought, really, because it, it could well be a secret US platform of some description. There's the rumored Aurora. There's the rumored Astra prototypes. Um, neither of which have been uh, have been unveiled, and you usually see a lead time of somewhere like twelve to fifteen years between something being uh, being constructed or designed, and then for being unveiled, like the F-117 Stealth Fighter, but can this you clear is up, two years now. Can you clear up something for me, Graham? And yeah. this is something I talked about with John, and people may wonder, we're talking about an object over Britain, over Scotland yeah. particularly. Why do people like myself and just, well, you've just mentioned, I, I think it's US technology. Why are we seeing US tech when it's an object over the UK? Well, here's another good question. Um, you know, why? Why did if it is American? Why did they test it over Britain? Did they have permission to do that, or did they do it on the QT? Who knows? Um, you know, there, there are rumours of kind of sort of chewing and throwing from the MOD and the Pentagon as to you know, was it yours? No, was it yours? Kind of thing. So those stories have appeared over the years, and if those are true, then. Well, you know, it's speculation, but if those are true, then there was a kind of a bit of a slanging match as to, like, you know, arguing as to whose it was, um, which, of course, doesn't do anybody any favours in the end. But we're still in the dark, I'm afraid, because nobody's come forward, either the the British or the Americans, to say, look, that was definitely yours or that's definitely ours. And so in terms of that, we're no farther forward. But we are further forward in actually having something tangible, having an image that people can look at, they can analyse, and it's better than what we had beforehand. So that is an improvement. And it actually flies in the face of the of the Ministry of Defence's statement that they returned the, the photographs to the owners or via the newspaper. Um, that clearly didn't happen because one was retained by a press officer. So, uh, you know, the, you have to throw this back to the MOD and say, well, look, you're saying 50 years, there's been nothing of defence significance. Um, Please, this is of defence significance because if you don't know about it, you know, what is it and why was it there? And if you do know about it, then it has got defence significance because it clearly, if it can hover, then it's something groundbreaking. How does this change that conversation? There's there's one, you can continue the conversation about Calvin with the, the MOD, with the, you know, famously recently Parliament, Baroness Goldie and co were, were laughing at the UFO subject. Does this give us any more credence or weight to going back to Parliament and Baroness Goldie and those who would discuss the UFO topic and scoff and laugh and say, look, here's a picture of one that you said didn't exist or, you know, wasn't wasn't of any significance, like you say, yet yet here it is. What are you doing about it? Is that fair? I think those are questions that should be directed at the likes of Baroness Goldie or you know, and other people in the Ministry of Defence and actually have them come out with a proper response because at the moment we're basically guessing as to what their response will be. Um, you know, Will they simply just go back to that original mantra and just deny there's anything happening? Or can they come forward and say something more about this image and about what is represented on the image? Um, until those questions are asked to the relevant people, I'm afraid you know, we, we simply don't know what their response will be. Hopefully, it'll get us a little bit further down the road as well. But I'd probably think that they'll they'll, they'll try and just you know come fall back on that original denial and maybe just come up with something new just to justify it. But we'll have to wait and see. 
Graham, uh, thanks for joining me for a very short breaking news podcast. It was worth discussing. And I will leave you, the listeners, with this snippet of my latest interview with John Greenwald. I only conducted this as we speak about an hour ago. This will be out from Monday the 15th of August on the free platforms or on early access if you pay for any of those from today. So thank you very much. And here's John Greenwald. It's uh, it's really cool timing because as we record this, it's the twelfth of August, just gone seven p.m. in the UK, eleven a.m. Pacific, your time. The the Calvin photo has just dropped. Um, it wasn't something I was going to discuss on the podcast, but uh, we've briefly chatted uh, off air on it, and I just thought it might be a good thing to bring up quickly because when this goes out on Monday, the 15th uh, of August. People will have seen this. It's already been retweeted by Joe Rogan's Twitter account. Um, it's been picked up by various news outlets already, and I'm sure that'll go a bit wider spread. The Calvine photo, I'm sure, is one you know you know very well. You've been in this game a long time. Um, it's a photograph that was allegedly taken in Scotland in the early 90s of a UFO. Nick Pope has, has built a lot of his career around the myth of this photograph, as he famously had it on his desk, apparently. Um, and it was taken away. We've since seen the the black and white negative come out. And just today, my colleagues at UAP Media, uh, including uh, Vinnie Adams and uh, Dr. David Clark, have managed to release the original photograph. And it shows the kind of diamond-shaped craft from what we can see with the quality of the photo, followed by a kind of unknown military aircraft in the background. Some of my colleagues are saying they they assume it's a US Harrier jet, but they're not quite sure exactly what make and model, just again with the quality. Um, you've, you've seen the photo, you've seen the article, uh, links will I be have, in the description. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts? You know, it's great to actually see it if it really is. I'm always skeptical. I know that may come as a surprise to some people, but whenever something either leaks out or comes out for the first time, uh, I'm, I'm always apprehensive to go, this is it. Um, it's not that I'm doubting anybody who did the research. It sounds all legit. But what I did right before the program, and literally, as you mentioned, it just dropped. Like I just found out about it, I would say, probably within the last hour or so, uh, but went to, to, to my longtime friend, Nick Pope, and said, hey, I know you've seen the real thing. Can you comment on it? Uh, he also tweeted this comment, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll read it just to make sure that I don't you know, um, uh, uh, misquote him, but he says, quote, it's my policy not to comment on leaked information, especially if it might be classified. So until I receive Ministry of Defense advice, I can neither confirm nor deny if this is the picture that was displayed on my office wall when I ran the MOD's UFO desk, unquote. So uh, I was asking him if I could tweet that as well. Uh, and apparently he already did. So I retweeted it right before the program. Uh, so that being said, you know, I have no real doubts up front that it's not the real photograph, but what it depicts uh, is kind of the question mark. Are we talking about proof of alien life? This is a smoking gun, or is this a classified piece of technology from, let's say, the United States that was being flown and got captured? on a photograph and the legend was born ever since. So that I don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of unwritten parts of this. And if this is the photo, I hope that there's a higher resolution. If there's a negative and these answers may already be out there by the time this airs. Um, but, you know, just getting higher resolution scans, what can we figure out? Is the negative available? That kind of stuff and go from there. But it's exciting. I mean, it, it really is uh, exciting to finally see it. It's, it's a really interesting image, and if you don't mind, I asked you before we recorded, just in explaining the 
the process is how this could come out in this photograph. Now, allegedly, um, well, we know it was taken by two to three individuals in Scotland in the early 90s. The story goes they were just in a place that, for one reason or another, happened to have this object fly by. They weren't there expecting it. They weren't government individuals. They were no one special. They just happened to be in the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the right time, depending on how you want to look at it. The story uh, goes again that the the... The negatives in the photograph are sent onto the Daily Record in Scotland, which is one of the big tabloid newspapers. There's not many of them. And from there, it went missing. And ever since, it's, it's never been seen again. Now, if this is an individual's photograph, like we're going to assume for now that it is, and it was it was published, why couldn't Nick Pope speak on it? Why do you think Nick may be saying that it, it's classified when it's, it's someone's personal property? And this was something I was, I was having you explain to me because I wasn't sure how that exactly sure. would work. Yeah, I'm more familiar with US copyright law versus what it would be overseas. But in short, I'm not too surprised because, you know, Nick's going to be very, very careful with his previous oaths and security clearances to not overstep. Um, I'm, I'm speaking more generally and not necessarily specifically about Nick. But when somebody comes out of the government and they are being asked about material that was not officially released, uh, they have to be very careful not to act like a spokesperson. And uh, even though that may not be their intention, sadly, there will be some that might take it that way and and saying endorsed by the MOD because Nick Pope said it. And we all know that that's, that's not the case, but there are some uh, people that might think that or some journalists that might print it. So it doesn't surprise me that Nick is, is being careful at this point and wants to uh, ask the MOD, can we talk about this? Can we confirm it? And then we'll get hopefully more of Nick's feedback. But if it was just taken by somebody else, yeah, in a legal sense here in America, the way the copyright would work is that a former government uh, personnel, even with a, a, a clearance, could speak about it because it's not a work of the US government or the military. It's not a product of that. And so their security clearance does not go in jeopardy by them talking about what, uh, let's say Andy or John or Bill or whomever took a picture of. So there's a difference there, but I, I don't blame Nick for trying to be a, a little bit careful and, and, uh, trying not to, not to overstep too quickly since, since this is something that really just unfolded. Yeah, that that's fair. It's literally just over an hour since it dropped via the Daily yeah. Mail. So as the hours and days pass, by the time this comes out, like you say, hopefully we've got some more information or at least some really interesting questions off the back of it. But thanks for that, John. If, like me, you have ever had to go looking for a designer, illustrator or voiceover artist, it can be difficult to know where to start. That's where the folks at Fiverr have created the world's largest marketplace for digital services, with an incredible database of talented freelancers to cover every one of your business needs. Whether you need a new website, a voiceover for your podcast or someone to manage your social media accounts, Fiverr has you covered. The unique term for a service offered by a seller on Fiverr is called a gig. When creating gigs, sellers can choose their starting price point. Sellers can take this a step further and offer gig packages to buyers using those gig packages. These contain multiple price ranges and sellers can offer buyers various and tailored service packages. In this way, 
buyers can pick and choose from all that's offered according to their particular requirements. There truly is something for every budget with your payments protected every time. That's really important. Your payment won't be released until you approve the work, so there's no paying for work that isn't of the required standard, giving you the complete control you need to get the perfect product for your business. And for more peace of mind, Fiverr's support team are available 24-7 to answer any questions or provide the help you need. So if you've been fishing around the net for the right solution, stop. Use the perfect solution and go to Fiverr, that's F-I-V-E-R-R, and find the perfect freelance services for your business today. You can help support this podcast by using my special link, zen.ai forward slash UFO5. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash UFO and the number five the next time you need to book a freelancer. Details are in the description.